0: Our second scripture reading is from the second chapter of Mark, verses 13 through 17. Jesus went out again beside the sea. The whole crowd gathered around him, and he taught them. As he was walking along, he saw Levi, son of Alphaeus, sitting at a tax booth, and said to him, Follow me and he got up and followed him as he sat at dinner in levi's house many tax collectors and sinners were also sitting with jesus and his disciples for there were many who followed him when the scribes of the pharisees saw that he was eating with sinners and tax collectors they said to his disciples why Does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? When Jesus heard this, he said to them, Those who are well have no need for a physician, but those who are sick I have come to call not the righteous, but sinners. Here ends the reading of the scriptures for today. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.
1: Jesus uh, connected with uh, a lot of different people. Uh, Most of them were fellow Jews, but for a rabbi going about preaching about the kingdom of God, he really connected with a whole host, just about every part of society imaginable there in, uh, in Israel, and he connected with people who got him in trouble. Uh, Jewish religious leaders uh, felt it wasn't uh, the right thing for a truly religious person to uh, hobnob with uh, sinful wicked evil people Um, and but he did he did and it continually got him in trouble uh, with the uh, religious uh, leaders of the day but this is what uh, his life was about and this is what He calls all of us to, of course, as His disciples, to follow His example of reaching out to, to all people, everybody who possibly can, with the good news of, G- of the Kingdom of God. It's not a matter of who they are or what they're like or anything like that, no. It's about the good news and sharing the good news of the Kingdom of God with them. So, in the passage preceding this, I shared with you last week how, how a man was brought by his friends to Jesus, and Jesus said to this man, you know, your sins are forgiven. And again, you know, the, the, the Jewish religious, religious leaders, this, this is terrible, this man's claiming something that only God can, can claim. I mean, anybody can walk up to anybody and say, your sins are forgiven, sure. But, you know, he shouldn't be saying this. They should not be saying this to this man. And Jesus knew what they were thinking and talking about. So he said, okay, guys, how about this? Uh, who, who can say to this man who's lame, who's on this mat, stand up, take your mat, and go home? Who, who can do that? But to show you that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins and to heal... He turns to the man, he says, get up, get on your feet, take up your mat, and go home. That's exactly what the man did, of course. He stood to his feet, took up his his own mat that he was carried on uh, by his friends to Jesus, and he went on home, healed. So in the passage today, we see Jesus calling Matthew, or Levi, uh, to be one of his disciples. As far as the religious leaders are concerned, wrong decision, Jesus. You don't call a tax collector to be one of your followers. What are you thinking of, Jesus? This guy's a tax collector. He's a tax collector. All tax collectors are evil, ungodly, wicked cheats. You know, you, you can't be doing this. Well, he not only did that, but then he went to... Levi's home and had had dinner in his home and guess who Levi invited to the dinner <laughs> more tax collectors more sinners and the scribes of the temple when they saw this they turned to Jesus disciples and said I mean they pulling their hair out what's he doing eating with these tax collectors and these sinners i mean what, what's, what is this all about? We all know that these people are swindlers. They're cheats. They, they take more money from everybody, including the poor, and they pocket some of it and then pass some of it on to the government, you know? But they, keep, they always keep pocketing They always take more than what they're supposed to, and they pocket it. What, what's he doing here? What's he, what's he doing? He shouldn't be hobnobbing with these people, especially shouldn't be eating with them. And part of what these uh, religious leaders were saying was, you know, these people are ceremonially unclean. You know, these, uh, yeah, they're Jews, but they're unclean. And, you know, the issue of cleanliness and eating, the kosher, eating kosher food and doing all the right things in regards to the temple was a really big deal for the Jewish religious leaders. So that was part of the, part of the situation, too. They were unclean people, so you don't you don't hobnob with unclean people, unclean spiritually. Um, so, what does Jesus say? Well, he's very straightforward. He says, "Look, I'm a physician, really. I'm I'm here for the sin sick people of this world, the sin sick people of this world. If you're spiritually well, then." I'm not here for you. <laughs> but if you're a sin sick person, I'm your man. <laughs> that's why I'm here. I've come in, I've come to the world to reach out to those who are really sick spiritually, and that's why I'm here. Yeah, these people are swimmers. They are liars. They are cheats. Yeah, they are unclean, and you make the list as long as you want to make it but these are the people I've come to care for and to bless. You see, Jesus came to care for the wayward. The wayward. The folks not on the right path. They're not walking the right path. He came to minister to the stayward, the people on the path, the right path. But He particularly came for the people who are not on the wayward people. They're out there not walking as God wants them to walk. I'm sure most of you have heard of Ma Barker, right? Heard of Ma, Remember Ma, Ma, Ma Barker? Well, Sherry and I had the privilege, it was a privilege, of uh, living in Ocklawaha, Florida, We're not too far up the road here, Ocklawaha. And uh, we lived there for six years, I believe. I pastored the church there for six years. And uh, every. Time I went from the parsonage to the church, I passed by Ma Barker's hideout. It was a bar, yeah. Ma Barker's hideout. And I got to know some of the men who frequented Ma Barker's hideout, hide, hideaway. Ma Barker's hideaway—that's what it was called. Ma Barker's hideaway. You know, some of those guys were there as early as nine o'clock in the morning you know, at Ma Barker's hideaway. Uh, there was one uh, man I got to know quite well I met him soon after we got to Oklahoma Uh, he he, he was he was a desperate alcoholic Um, he had been separated from his wife and from his children they basically didn't want to have anything to do with him Um, he loved his booze he loved his booze more than anything or anybody he loved his booze he was smart I mean he was not a dummy got to know I mean this guy he had a head in his shoulders he was intelligent but that didn't keep him from being overwhelmed by alcohol he loved the feeling that he got when he drank basically one day he came to me and he said you know I'd like to meet with you regularly like once a week and have a Bible study and to uh, pray together. And I could get some of my buddies here, <laughs> I could gather some of them from Mom Barker's Hideaway, <laughs> and we could have us a little Bible study and prayer meeting. So we talked about that, he and I. But you know, it's so easy just to talk about stuff, you know, and guess what? Never get around to doing it, you know what I'm saying? How many of us just talk, we never get around to doing it? So, so we talked. And I didn't realize that his health was as really as bad. I knew it was bad. His health was bad. But I got word one day that he was dead. He just died suddenly. He was gone. And I felt really bad. I really did. I really regretted that here I had an opportunity to meet with him and with his friends. And I, I didn't take it. I didn't take advantage of that opportunity. To this day, I, I'm sorry about that. I missed that opportunity because it was a great opportunity to minister to a number of those men, but I just didn't, didn't take it. I didn't take that inroad that I had through him and to others. There was another man uh, there in Oklahoma. I first noticed him. He was always walking. He didn't have a car, and he had a big walking stick, and he was kind of a, a big, rough-looking kind of guy, kind of intimidating a bit. But I was a little curious about him. Thought somehow, someway, maybe I'll just stop someday and just stop the car and introduce myself, but he came to my office one day. He introduced himself to me. And I learned that he was trying to make a living as an artist and as a writer. Do you know how easy it is to make a living as an artist and a writer? It ain't too easy. (laughs) It's really hard to make a living as an artist and as a writer, but he was trying. He was struggling. And he also had some serious health issues. Um, Now he's considered himself a Christian but he had a lot of issues with certain Christian doctrines, with organized churches and denominations. He had a lot of, so we talked, we talked a lot. We just talked and talked. Again, really smart guy, really, really smart guy. We could just talk and talk. Well, Eventually, well, I I did learn also that he had no family to support him. Uh, He, there were issues and he had no family to be there for him. And so the church stepped in and we tried to be helpful with his health issues and sometimes he needed food, sometimes he needed to carry to the doctor, whatever it might be. Well, he joined the church. Uh, he loved to sing in the choir. He had a beautiful voice. It was, it was this deep, wonderful, baritone voice. And uh, I was so pleased that the church got behind him. It uh, was one of those times when the church truly made a major difference in a person's life, uh, not in his physical life, his spiritual life. And uh, we're still connected. We still call each other once in a while and keep in touch, and, uh, and that's good. That's good. Following Jesus by connecting with folks who are really different from us, um, it's not easy, is it? Is it? It's not easy to connect with people who, uh, who really need all the benefits of the kingdom of God, uh, but they're just really different from us um we're just we're just so inclined to spend time with people who are like us right you know religiously socially politically whatever you know uh, the echo chamber of everybody you know agreeing with me (laughs) with where i'm at whatever Um, it's just so easy we're so inclined to do that so to connect with people whose lifestyles are different that's a big challenge but Jesus calls us to make that connection, even if it's only with one person. It doesn't have to be with a whole lot of people, but even just one person. We can make that connection with one person. We really need our prayers, our encouragement, our, our blessings, and we will be blessed. Uh, and that's the wonderful thing. As we cross that line of connecting with people who are very different from us, I have, I know from experience how blessed I am. The blessings just come back on me. Yeah, I may be blessing them, but boy, they're blessing me. They're teaching me. I'm learning a lot from them. The house there in Ocklawaha, where Ma Barker lived with her two boys, she actually rented the house I uh, was very close to the United Methodist Church <laughs> and uh, I've often wondered uh, if back there in the 1930s if I've often wondered if a pastor ever tried to connect with Ma Barker and her boys I, I have no idea I have no idea or if anybody any layperson person in the church ever tried to connect with her and uh, you know nobody as I understand nobody in town knew who they were they, they, they had no idea who they were just A lady with her two sons that's all they knew but the FBI found out who they were where they were and you know their bodies were literally riddled with bullets they would not give up they would not surrender and they were just ripped apart by bullets and I don't know if they were ready to meet the Lord or not who knows who can judge who can tell I don't know but I often wonder if it would have been a real miracle, if some, if a, if a pastor or lady had just walked over, across the, the street, down the road a little bit, and gotten to know Ma Barker and her boys. Maybe who knows? It would have been a miracle. Maybe they would have surrendered themselves. I mean, that would be a miracle. But who knows what might have happened? <clears throat> so may God give us the grace to reach out with Christ's love to people who are very different from us. We have to remember Christians are not better than anybody else on planet Earth. That's important to understand. We are not better than anybody else on on planet Earth. But we also have to remember that we are better off than many people in our world. Whether it was a preacher or a parent or whoever it was, a Sunday school teacher, whoever it was that reached out to us and touched our lives with the good news, and we've learned about the kingdom of God, we've learned about the I am, the presence and power of God in the world, we are better off, not better than, just better off. And so what we have to share with, some, with people is, 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 is information and care that flows out of our being better off people because of what we have in Christ. I love what one preacher once said. He said, you know, being a witness for Jesus Christ is like one beggar telling another beggar where to find bread, right? So a beggar finds some bread. He's better off. He's filling his stomach with some bread. So what does he do? He tells his fellow beggar where to find the bread and to fill their tummy as well. And that's what it's about. Beggars telling other beggars where to find bread. Since we've been blessed by the grace of God, we should be willing to encourage others to know and receive God's goodness in their own lives. As the great physician has has healed us in many ways, may we be willing to point others to him in every way we possibly
0: can. Amen? Amen. Amen. Amen.